There's three that are in the news today. The band, country band Lady Antebellum, which is very popular on your country music stations, if you've ever listened to is changing their name. It says because of a slavery reference, but... The Antebellum South? Antebellum means pre-war. Yes. Uh, any war, but in the United States, when you say Antebellum, we refer to the Civil War. Okay. Um, uh, I'm not exactly sure why you can't be that... But anyway, they're changing their name. Yeah. Um, uh, pressure to, to what? Lady A. Led Zeppelin. They've changed their name to bring back slavery, which seems like a bad move. <laughs> oh, Jiminy. That's just a terrible idea. Um, uh, pressure on the, the cartoon TV show Paw Patrol, which I can't tell if this is an onion story or the Russians jerking with it or people are serious about it. But because you bring me a story that's too stupid for modern America. <laughs> I'll prove you wrong. Because one of the dogs in Paw Patrol is uh, wears a cop uniform. Yes. I mean, the other one's like a construction worker. Then there's a... They're different dogs. It's like it's, the village people? Right. It's, the it's, pre-teen it's, set. It's very much like the village people, actually. Right. And then they uh, they don't really solve crimes. There's just, like, uh, problems. Neither did the village people. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like Scooby-Doo. Just like something occurs. And they fix the problem. Right. They're in their town. Right. Whereas, uh, as I was talking with Hanson, because his kids are young enough to watch Paw Patrol, the mayor of that town is an idiot. <laughs> yeah, well. An idiot. And we thought it was interesting. I'm looking at you, Jenny Durkin. So they did the woke thing on Paw Patrol by having a black female mayor. But she's an idiot. Oh, so no. That highly controversial. Anyway. Oh, no. Did they have, like, races and people? I thought it was all dogs. They're talking dogs, that, d- that, and it doesn't seem to bother the people. Oh, the people oh. just live amidst oh, talking Oh, it's one dogs. of those. It's yeah. Kind of, yeah, you're right. Okay. Dogs yeah. can't open the dog food cans. They need the people. There's it's just, like BoJack Horseman. <laughs> yes. There's, <laughs> there's animals. There's people. They mix. Nobody cares. There's a bit of suspension of uh, disbelief. Sure. With Paw Patrol. Yeah. It's for three-year-olds. Anyway. Uh, there, was a, there was a third one I was going to hit. What was the what third one? It doesn't really matter. Was to it get the to Disney ride? Oh, yeah, the Disney ride. So what's the Disney thing? Uh, Splash Mountain. Uh, Clearly racist. Saying it need, uh, people are, are asking, saying it needs to be, I don't know what the, the phrasing is, uh, just be rethemed because uh, Splash Mountain is from a song from the movie Song of the South, ah. uh, which is the, I, I've never seen it, but I believe that's one that's not even available on the Disney streaming app, the Disney Plus. Um, so people are saying because it's from that movie, which is about this, that, they, okay. they should You know, re-theme. counterpoint. Shut up. <laughs> but anyway, this is all to build to, a, I think, a more important point of Mott and Bailey, which I learned about yesterday from uh, Professor Lindsay, who we've had on the air before. We've oh, had James him on. Lindsay. We've had James Lindsay on before. We have and would love to have him on again. Important for this discussion for you to know is he is a super liberal that I don't agree with on a number of issues. He is a uh, he's an atheist lefty professor, but he thinks his side of politics has gone completely not so particularly in the academic world. Right. And he, and he's right. He's they, a free exchange of ideas guy. Yeah, yeah. he's he's he yeah. Yeah. And he's a mathematician by trade and he just kind of got sucked into all this stuff by it's so crazy it's making him crazy. Mm-hmm. Because but there but there are arguments out there in academic circles that there's no such thing as um, objective math. It is subjective based on culture. And that that's, oh, what's, that's what started him down the road of crazy, and he got sucked into this. And he sort of dedicated his life to critical race theory now and, you know, all this social justice stuff, and particularly in the university setting, combating some of these uh, papers that are written and published and then people getting kicked off campus. And he had an example in his podcast yesterday of a professor who, I think this was in Texas, 
he uh, he had gathered up some flyers that were about some crazy wokeness thing that's just like way out there, and uh, and he had tweeted out a, a picture of it. It should be uh, it's it's illegal to throw trash on the ground or something like that, mm-hmm. and it was these flyers. And he referred to these ideas of wokeness as trash. Uh-oh. And he lost his job over it as a university professor. And Professor Lindsay was talking about that really is exactly what tenure was for. So you could express political opinions that are not popular. But that doesn't exist anymore on a college campus. Um, wow. Not really. You have to be in line with the left and everything like that. And he explained Mott and Bailey, which is a term I'd heard on a podcast a week or so ago. And it was presented in the way that a lot of smart people present things that we're, we're all super smart here and know everything. And uh, so, of course, whoever's listening right now knows what I'm talking about. And I thought, I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh-huh. And Professor Lindsay uh, had an entire podcast yesterday about Mott and Bailey because he says we need to understand this because this is what's going on, really. It's a rhetorical um, uh, device that works really well. And you can employ it in your own life if you want to. It, it goes back to castle talk. Um, a, a Mott is a very secure position, easily defended. A Bailey is outside of the castle, not easily defended. But that's where you want to get to. You want to expand your defended position to there. Okay. Rhetorically speaking, the way it works is, and I man, you can tie it into so many different things, and especially the last couple of weeks. The Mott in the argument... and. Oh, and, and I really want to try to make sure I can present this in a way that makes sense and, and does it full justice. When you're use, when you're doing this rhetorically, you help your you you put your opponent in a position where they defend your mot. They they defend your mot, and okay. then they've defended your mot, so they kind of get sucked into defending your Bailey or allowing your Bailey as okay. you're trying to move out from your castle yes. into less defended ground. Yes, and the way it would work on this race stuff, for instance, would be, um. Getting you in a position where, of course, you agree that that was a horrifying thing that happened in Minneapolis and that guy's a murderous thug. The Bailey would be the rioting. And so if it's presented in a correct way, you've backed down so much with the wanting to make sure with their easily defended position of racist cops are bad. Mm hmm. That you don't feel like you've got the power to get into the bailey of rioting is okay. And it works all the time. Yeah. And smart people... Especially if they get you backpedaling and afraid for the repercussions. Right. If you disagree. And smart people, you know, a lot of the people in the streets have never heard of Mott and Bailey and aren't doing this on purpose. But a lot of your your people that you're seeing on television know exactly what they're doing. Sure. Getting you in a position to def- to to defend and help build the mot before you get to the bailey, and and oftentimes what we do in our own minds is, and and this is what we got to watch out for. I think this is what I need to watch out for. What we do in our own minds is we get so invested in someone else's mot that we kind of let the bailey slide because we're so invested in the mot it would feel weird now to criticize their bailey, right? Right, especially if they're good at it. They use the same tone and the same momentum going from their mot to their bailey. And, of course, this, and you're thinking, whoa, i got to stand up and, and stop them right now. But they're, they're in full right, rhetorical right. mode. And, you've already, and it would be a thing. It, you, yep, would have, yep. you would get in front of their momentum <laughs> sure. 
like a football player, to just say, whoa, you went too far there. And you already, in your own mind, and perhaps verbally to a crowd or to them or whatever, have defended their mod. Right. And, and, and it's it's just, at that point, a weird thing to start criticizing their Bailey. This might all sound like ridiculous to you, but if you, I think if you think about it for a while, yeah. you'll find that you've been in this position yourself. I know I have. Well, and if the, and the supercharger on this engine of, of rolling over you rhetorically is that if, you, if the mot was a group of people has been very bad and has a lot to answer for, and you're in that group of people, then you're the last person who's going to stand up in front of their momentum, like I was talking about before, and say, whoa, I realize I'm part of the sinful race, but yeah, went too far there. And nobody's willing to do that. The, the, the cowardice and the bootlicking I'm seeing on cable news right now is just astonishing. I thought that was really interesting. I, I, this had never come up in my life as a, as a rhetorical device. And if you want to get away from the controversial stuff, you can see how maybe it's been done in your, you know, by your husband or wife, or or you've done it to your or whatever. Sure. Yeah. You know, you, you come up with a, a mot that's defendable on why we we need to get out more. We need to do this. We need to do that. And then all of a sudden, it's a boat. So right. you know, you you got them to defend your mot, mm-hmm. and then you transition into the Bailey, where you're hoping to get. It's not as defendable a position, yeah. but they helped build your mot, so they're invested in that. Well, and we, we need to get out more. The kids need more experience. You're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right, honey. And then you have a boat. <laughs> Exactly. Well, this has been fabulous, and we've all learned something about storming castles as well. <laughs> I just, I thought that was interesting. That is, that's super good. I and, love that. And I know I have. It's super duper. Good. And I know I've fallen for it before. And he said, you know, I've done it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not we've even knowing it. We've all done it. Yeah. Honey, if I own golf clubs, you know, we might as well belong to a golf club so I can use Why did I buy golf clubs? You get people invested. If I'm not going to go for uh, three days to, uh, you know, uh, Bandon Hills or whatever. Just to sum it up, you get somebody invested in your easily defendable position. Yes. That, that's very difficult to argue with. Yes. They're invested in that, and then you expand it into crazy territory. And then the other side is kind of like, whoa, how did we get here? But um, and, and afraid to object. Yeah. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. This It's such a great example of how, and I don't know, maybe we, the, the two of us are just so stubborn and we don't particularly care what anybody thinks. Um, I will not have righteous desire for justice turn into radical overthrow of the systems that work in government. Um, I just, I no, I, I'm more than willing to say, ah, too far. Well, and I, but we're also talk show hosts, and and we make our living this way, and 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 frankly, uh, you know, I don't. If if the mob comes for us, fine, all right. Well, and I think a good example of it. I think a lot of people who are answering those polls, where you've got a majority of people who are okay with the rioting, I think a lot of those people have uh, have joined in the Bailey of the other side. Mm-hmm. They, they got invested in, in the... Mon- sure, of course I agree. This was bad, racism, bad, all that sort of thing, and now I'm into defending riots, I guess, but sure. Yeah, yeah. And 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 his point, again, and he's a super lefty. He's no, he, he, nobody would hate Trump more than him. Um, uh, he would say we all need to draw lines. We'd say, I support this, what you just said. I'm, I'm fully on board with that. I don't agree with this part. Mm-hmm. And do we have the intellectual, you know, strength to do that in, in as individuals and, or a country? And how bloodthirsty is the mob? Yeah. 
I mean, I'm in a position where, you know, I'll figure out how to pay the bills. You know, I'll be fine. But there are a lot of people who can't say that. They have to have their job, the job they have now. They can't afford to lose it. I've got to read this text before we end the segment. My feeling about your Martin Bailey discussion. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't move that person. Oh, that's <laughs> Disappointing. Armstrong and Getty. that Paw Patrol changed the cop dog to a spy dog during the whole Kaepernick thing, which was after my kids stopped watching. Oh, is that right? So I don't know anything about that. I don't know from Paw Patrol. Just yeah. what you've told me. Car- uh, they're cartoon dogs is what they are. We got two new kittens yesterday. Boy, tiny little kittens are cute. Oh, yeah. My gosh. A buddy of mine got three. He's got a country property now and you know, ratters that take care of the vermin and, mm. and oh my gosh. And to watch them play and practice their pouncing and yeah. Hunting skills by playing with each other. It's hilarious. They're so cute, tiny little kittens. But I, I, I hesitated to bring it up because I remember doing it last time uh, a couple of years ago. For some people, it's very controversial, the idea of an outside cat. Just horrifying mm. that they would live outside. The cats we've had that live out in the barn are so happy. They're as happy as cat as I've ever seen in my life. Can I live in your barn? <laughs> and they, they chase mice and eat them and, and, and lay on a bale of hay and sleep all day long. They look happy as heck. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so I uh, got this actually via Tim, the lawyer, Tim Sandifer, um, a, a different fella tweeted it, um, but uh, I enjoyed it partly because he, he starts this all off with a uh, quote from H.L. Mencken, who's uh, one of my heroes. Democracy is the theory that the common people know what they want and they deserve to get it good and hard. <laughs> <laughs> but so this is uh, Robert Fruchtman, who's um, what was that? Uh, this is the man's name. Um, he said a San Francisco Planning Commission a discretionary review hearing filed by an ice cream shop trying to prevent a different ice cream shop from opening in the neighborhood. Okay, Tim is uh, Tim Sandifer has talked about this. The the right to earn a living and the lunatic laws that have been passed in various places, where if you're say a moving company or you want to start a moving company. The other moving companies have to permit you to start, and if they say, no, we don't want a competitor, you don't get to. Here's a surprise. Very rarely do people want a competitor to come into town. Yeah. So this is this is beautiful. Fruckman is, um, uh, is describing what's happening on like a real-time basis. Discretionary review applicant says that the competing ice cream shop is part of a chain, which the project sponsor deliberately hid, calling it perjury. The project sponsor rebuts that the DR applicant deliberately hid his identity in the filing. Project sponsor was accidentally disconnected. So we're going to public comment over an ice cream shop. First caller says that the planning commission shouldn't even be dealing with this kind of issue. Second caller supports the uh, the DR applicant who runs Garden Creamery. Third caller supports project sponsor Matcha and more. Fourth caller is on the board of, oh, gosh, dang it, get off my screen. Oh, my gosh. 
Uh, fourth caller is on the board of Mission Merchants Association. This is a principally permitted use for the storefront. He supports the project. Fifth caller is a customer of Garden Creamery and asks they deny the application of the other ice cream shop because they have not consulted the community. The ice cream community? He asks. <laughs> sixth caller Sixth caller supports Matcha and more, saying we shouldn't deny their applications for petty reasons. Seventh caller is a small business owner. Asks they support the DR. Community is more important than ever. M&M has made that impossible by serving ice cream topped with 24-karat gold. Apparently some sort of gimmick ice cream. Eighth caller supports M&M. They're serving an innovative style of ice cream. Oh, jeez. Ninth caller supports M&M. Now we're getting into the style of ice cream. They have room for multiple ice cream shops in the mission, says that caller. Tenth caller, what are we trying to put up extra hurdles to open up business? The planning process is being weaponized against the competitor. Thank you. Eleventh caller supports Garden Creamery because we need economic diversity. Caller is a customer. And it goes on and on and on. Uh, Whether a guy can open an ice cream shop in your worker's utopia of San Francisco where there's crap in the streets and needles rolling down the sidewalk. I suppose we should check back in on the new country that has uh, just shown up in the middle of Seattle. That's right. Antifa stand. Armstrong and Getty. The Autonomous Zone has turned into an almost street fair-like atmosphere with free food, art displays, and outdoor movie nights. But there have been some reports of armed people patrolling the streets in lieu of police. Demonstrators have renamed the building the Seattle People's Department. This also is our building as we paid for this and we pay for their works and everything that they do is supposed to benefit the people. And many say they have no plans to leave. We're not stopping these guys from going to work, but we will occupy the space for the best of our ability, utilizing our rights. Okay, so that's about the new autonomous zone in Seattle at the country of Chaz. Uh, Chaz or Antifa Stan, depending on which uh, foreign policy analyst you ask. They call it Chaz. And uh, CBS, was whatever news source that was, said it's it's a street fair with free food. and Sure it is. Um, uh, well, this is a different point of view. Um, go ahead. The sad result of the city of Seattle's elected officials lacking the political willpower to enforce the rule of law. And it's the closest I've seen to our country to becoming a lawless state. And if they're willing, meaning the elected officials who make these decisions, if they're willing to surrender a police facility, the East Precinct, What's to, what's to stop these unreasonable activists to take another precinct, say the flagship precinct of the Seattle Police Department, the West Precinct, which houses the 911 call center? And our community needs to understand how serious this is. I haven't seen anybody deny the fact that the police have left that precinct. Oh, no, that's absolutely true. But it's being portrayed as, uh, well, they willingly, they, they, you know, it's, it's not abandoned or they weren't forced out. They just, uh, they left. They put boards over the windows and locked the doors and took all the stuff in case anybody breaks in. You know, all the important computers and weapons and all that sort of stuff. And they, uh, they just left. Yeah, they were tired of it. That seems to be the biggest problem. And they're not allowed to go back. <laughs> right, right. Uh, can we play uh, Mayor Durkin again? Clip 47. This is Jenny Durkin, the unicorn riding mayor of Seattle. 
We've got four blocks in Seattle that is more like a block party atmosphere. It's not an armed takeover. It's not a military junta. Um, we will we will make sure that we can restore this, but we have block parties and, and the like in this part of Seattle all the time. It's it's known for that. There is no threat right now to the public. From the New York Times, which Jenny Durkin makes look like the Wall Street Journal. I mean, she's so far left. New York Times describes the week of tense and often violent nightly standoffs, at times ending with clouds of tear gas. Um, The Seattle Police Department offered a concession. Officers would abandon their building, board up windows, and let the protesters have free reign outside. Protesters seized the moment. They declared the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, uh, six or seven city blocks, depending on, on who you ask. Um, and then they, they... I assume there, there's there's streets there, so I'm not allowed to drive down that street. Like if, I, if I'm trying to get to the other side of town, i got to go around there? Yes. Even though I'm a taxpayer and yes, they the have public barricades. streets? Yes, they have literally built a wall and made Seattle pay for it. Uh, and they talk, uh, what's emerged is an experiment in life without police. Part street festival, part commune. Hundreds have gathered to hear speeches, poetry, and music. Uh, dozens of people sat in the intersection to watch a, a documentary, children making chalk drawings on the street. Sounds great so far. One block had a designated smoking area. Another had a medic station. At a no-cop co-op, people could pick up free LaCroix sparkling water or a snack. No currency accepted. But across the street, a bustling stand was selling $6 hot dogs. It was dealing in U.S. dollars. Well, you, you, well somebody has to provide the water and hot dogs. So the they had, I did they're free. At some point, somebody's got to pay for this stuff. Well, right? and they were selling them for $6, yeah. Um, they dug up a plot of land in the little park there. They're starting their own little community garden. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So they, they're thinking long term here. Oh, they are, yeah, sure. Uh, and then the New York Times, in one of the great phrases of our time, says, The police chief claimed without evidence concerns about problems in the area, such as businesses being asked to pay money in exchange for protection. Uh, the protest zone has increasingly functioned with the tacit blessing of the city, porta pilots, food, uh, not porta toilets, portable toilets and, and food and, and water. The chief says, I know, I have no idea where we're heading. We're trying to build step by step the relationship built on trust. And do you think this is the sort of thing that's like gone in a week or, or six months from now? Is this like a curiosity the world is still watching? Excellent. Well, that is exactly the point I was getting to. The, the rest of those descriptions were kind of interesting, but this is the, the key point and kind of goes to answering your question. Uh, so uh, let's see. Uh, we're trying to figure this out together, says the chief. Uh, the demonstrators have also been trying to figure it out with various factions voicing different priorities. Uh-oh. And, uh, oh, get that tape ready of the people arguing, Sean, we'll get to that in a second, but a list of three demands was posted prominently on one wall, defund the cops, fund community health, and drop all criminal charges against protesters. But on a nearby fence, there was a list of five demands. Online was a list of 30. And then on and on, here's some people saying it's about race, and another guy saying the more we focus on race, the greater our attention is not focusing on the fact that this is class warfare. This is a 28-year-old self-described anarchist identified only by his first name, Fredericks, with an X. That's interesting. That's what Tucker Carlson has been saying, that it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, class war being disguised as a race war. 
On Tuesday night, Kamasha Sawant, city council member affiliated with the Socialist Alternative Party, led protesters to City Hall demanding attacks on Amazon. Some said, wait a minute, this is, this is about African Americans. we got to focus on one thing first, said Monea Dana Holland, nine, age 19, a Black Lives Matter activist. Well, I gotta... The other things can follow suit, but uh, black men are dying, and this is the thing we should be focusing well, on. I this didn't... is going to go to pieces, and they're going to beat and or shoot the hell out of each other. Well, I can see that girl's point of view. I thought we ended up in the street because of the whole George Floyd murder. What we tax on Amazon? Yeah, exactly. What, what, what's happening here? Yeah, yeah. It, so, it's going to go to hell, man. This is going to end badly. So who are these two people arguing, Sean? I think it helps to know. Uh, they were described in the Twitter thread as among the leaders of whatever this thing is, trying to discuss what the next course of action is. How was it presented in the Twitter thread? Oh, uh, uh, no, What are the comments? I'm just... I don't read comments. I don't. I, yeah, the, really interesting. The, you don't read comments. No, no. I I I don't like callers on radio. I, I, I have no time for comments. <laughs> I don't read them much. Yeah, it doesn't take long for your hiney to get worn out. <laughs> I, I I would. It, it just comes with too much homework, right? Somebody says something. Okay, now I got to click on this yeah. account. How many yeah. followers do? you, When was this created? Are you a bot? Right. I just. It, it, it is. Point. It is easier for me to just assume none of them matter, yeah. and 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 I don't engage with the comments. It's uh, very but, dismissive. But this was from a. Uh, it was from a reporter who was just kind of doing a. a thread of different videos and sure. uh, so yeah these are two leaders quote unquote leaders trying to figure out what the next steps are the thing about it is the bickering and back and forth what kind of change do you get from bickering and back and forth what kind of change do you get from bickering back and forth check this out I'm not done talking boy I'm not done I'm not done you won't let me go. I got the money. Push. Like I said, what just no? I ain't done. Six feet, man. Six feet. <laughs> One of the yeah. And so this was also they were kind of in the middle of the street surrounded by people just kind of watching this like it's a performance of some sort, right. which in many ways it is. One yeah. of the funniest things ever written. It's extremely dry. But is the graffiti anarchists of the world unite? Yeah, <laughs> that is <laughs> what's happening. The right sound there. of anarchists trying to unite. Um, it, the fact that they're at that level of tension that fast. Now maybe that dissipated quickly or whatever. Because I've heard a lot of these things over the many many years, where people are it's early enough or people are high enough or whatever that everybody's just everybody's getting along, no problem. We're all being yeah. super respectful. Oh, yeah, it's like a commune. Because it's so new that, you know, the rubber hasn't met the road yet of, like, right. how are we going to support ourselves or, hey, your dog bit my kid or whatever. Right, right. Um, or as simple as, now we need to pursue our goals, our three goals. Wait a minute, I have three different goals. <laughs> and I want the mic now. I still have the mic, as she was saying. I showed up to work originally with the idea of you can't let people take over a city streets in a police precinct, which is generally true. But I'm starting to think, kind of like you, you make this decision with parenting sometime, sometimes, where you, I think I'll just let this uh, uh, collapse of its own weight. Yeah. And then we'll talk about the lesson we learned, rather than jump in and say, don't do this yeah. at this point. Because maybe that's what they're thinking. This is going to turn ugly. That woman's got a crowd that's going to get into a a brick and bottle fight with that other dude's crowd and then we can come in and stop the bloodletting and everybody else standing around will say yeah thank god you're here yeah i think could uh, absolutely 
it's also true that in Freattle, the uh, some of the more ridiculous unicornian can never work notions that you learn in, in universities are really popular. I mean, you got junkies everywhere because they've gone full down the road of let's make it as easy as possible to be a junkie. And so they have lots and lots and lots of junkies. So it'll be a while before, you know, the the will to restore sanity reaches critical mass in Freattle. I mean, this will end and it will end badly and it will end before long. And there's part of me that's amused by it. I just hope a lot of innocents aren't hurt when it happens because it will go to pieces. There will be the first shooting of one protester by another within 36 hours. Hmm. I mean, uh, look at look at every revolution. Che Guevara sh- killed as many of his own guys who weren't ideologically pure or, or, or uh, Stalin and Trotsky and, and that crowd. It happens all the time because the radicals, generally they're half nuts. And and ideological purity is, uh, you know, if you violate it, you get the death yeah. sentence. Stalin had somebody put an ice pick through Trotsky's head. He was sitting uh, on the toilet, wasn't he? Uh, or was that it, uh, a different bullshit? I've there. seen Trotsky's toilet yes. when I was in Mexico. I believe it is notable for only one reason. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I believe I, he was perched upon the throne. I know you've taken in a lot of these videos and stuff, Sean. You had a comment on this whole thing? Uh, well, there was another video that I saw, too, where... It was just, this isn't sustainable. Somebody was accused of stealing something, and he was just immediately surrounded, his back up against the wall, people pointing bats at all oh, F you. Oh, really? You saw the video? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it, wow. It, it doesn't really translate that way. I can try to maybe, I'll see if I can clean it no, up a little bit. No, we for, don't need to hear it. Your description is fine, but that's interesting right there. So somebody stole something or got accused. That's the trouble that's with mob, mob violence or yeah. mob policing. We probably need to institute to a system I, where yeah, exactly. people who are accused get to defend themselves. And have some and sort have of courts, and you get, get representation of some sort. Right, and, exactly. And we probably ought to have a list of inalienable rights. Rights and okay, that's All really right. interesting. Well, maybe maybe the best way is to let it run its run its course. That's I, f- I feel like that's what you have to do. Any action to curb this will only create more of it. Yeah. Can we please, yeah, yeah. please 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 install a bunch of cameras and make it a TV show? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd watch I, I, I would weekend. watch it all day. If they had cameras everywhere and I could listen to the conversations, oh. I wouldn't be able to turn it off. Oh, my god! I'd stay up all night. I'd go without sleep and sex like some sort of cocaine monkey. <laughs> I mean, I would just... <laughs> I, would, I would watch it 24 hours a day till I was starved and red-eyed and bleary. And Where, the rest of it. Who are these sexless cocaine monkeys? <laughs> it's a new topic that's been introduced. No. How are no. they paying for they it? They had experiments where these monkeys would just... Dude, they would do nothing but snort cocaine, given the opportunity. And I would be that way with the show. I'd be a coke monkey. I feel like we're off track somehow. No, we're not. You just don't know the science. And the computer doesn't work. Good night, oh, everyone. Hey, Yeti. The Armstrong and Getty Show. It's certainly awkward uh, not having everybody out here, but to, I, I'm certainly proud of the steps the PJ Tour has taken to have everybody be safe, feel safe uh, in this environment, and to hopefully entertain and, and have some, uh, people watching on TV, even, even though they're not here. Here's Rom at the 8th, just a moment ago. Pretty good there. 
Well, we were hoping for better audio with no fans <laughs> surrounding the course. We apologize if anybody was offended about what they may have heard there. <laughs> well, that's Phil Mickelson talking about PGA Tours back without fans. And then uh, Brooks Kepko is one of the great players in the game right now, uh, admiring another guy's shot with an F-bomb right on Mike. You mean, so I should sit down. Hold on, I need to sit down for this. <laughs> this is the, He's actually sitting down, This folks. is the way these players talk. Yeah, <laughs> pretty effing good. <laughs> so, well, maybe that's a good warm-up, because get ready for the NBA playoffs. <laughs> Dude, oh, man. <laughs> right. if right. that's if that's golf, yeah. wait for the NBA playoffs. I like I like Nance's. God, they're gonna have thoroughly an reason. That was Jim Nance, right? Yeah. It's thoroughly reasonable. Eh, if anybody was offended by that, sorry about it. Yeah, well, what they, are you gonna do? I assume they've had these conversations and decided. I haven't heard anybody say it out loud, but they've had to have these conversations. How they're gonna handle this? Sure, the, the NBA is gonna have to be NC seventeen. Yep. Yeah. I'll pay for the pay-per-view. That's oh, fine. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and the NFL, are you kidding me? The things they jaw at each other as they're pushing and shoving and the refs go to separate them? Come on. Some of it might be racial or homophobic, I'm afraid. The Dow fell more than 1,800 points yesterday. Worst day since the whole... No, here, let me, let, me, let me do it, because this is the way I heard it repeatedly. Yesterday was the biggest drop in the Dow. Since March. <laughs> well, yeah, we regularly mock that, and it should be mocked. But yes. it, it was it was definitely the biggest drop since this whole thing fell apart. And in the early trading today, it's skyrocketing. Yeah, but, um, you know, I just, I'm always reminded that the Great Depression had the drop, and then it had a pretty good comeback. You, know, you look at it, and then a couple of years later, oh, boy, it went even farther. And then it will come back, and we're out of trouble. Ah, but it went even farther. And, it's, 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 moving it's, down. It's, it's, it's moving up. <laughs> moving down. The simple narrative of where the economy is going is not that simple. Oh, there, no. there, are, there are a lot of uh, like underpinnings that are not well underpinned. What do you mean? There's all sorts of articles I can click on of people who are certain they know what the market is doing in the future. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway. From the Department of Stop Clocks being right twice a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, and then, and then yeah. I definitely have concerns about the whole COVID thing. I was, I was over it, but I think I was more emotionally over it than scientifically over it. Right. And um, uh, I was saying yeah. earlier, I heard a very reasonable uh, doctor saying, "Look, here's the reality: we're in the early stages of this pandemic." Well, th- I, I it hope- hasn't come back. We've this never, is still stage one. Yeah, right. This isn't the second wave. We never left the first. Right. right. And, in, and in fact, in a number of places around the country, it's the very, very early part of the first wave. Um, in some places around the world, it seems to have really, really tapered off, but that was partly uh, through just utterly paralyzing crackdowns on normal activity, which are absolutely not sustainable. They're just not. Oh, by the way, back to the economy, which is tied into the pandemic, and of course, if the pandemic... If we are in the early state, the early parts of stage one, and this is around for a long time, you know the economy stays stays down. We're not going to get the the bounce back. But anyway, so um, headline yesterday: Fed sees interest rate targets staying near zero through twenty twenty two. Can we keep our interest rate practically zero for a couple of more years? And what <laughs> tools do you have to deal with things when the interest rate's at zero? Because that's always, that's always the go-to tool. We need a shock to the economy. We need to get out of this problem by lowering interest rates. Uh, you can't go any lower. Right. 
Right, right. Unless, uh, I think, it was it Japan did this for a while? They charged you for saving your money. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I've, I've got a quick update. Houston's got a, a lot more hospitalizations. Arizona. They're, they're talking about closing things back down. They were closed, opened up. Now they might be the first city to go back to closing things down. In Arizona, where you recently were kicking it. Um, and, it, and it seemed like the pandemic had never occurred. The state's health department over the weekend reminded hospitals to be in emergency mode as intensive care units in the state approached 80% capacity. That would be in, in metropolitan areas of the state. If you're up in the mountains, it's not true. But um, Utah hospitals have hit records twice in hospital admissions since May 25th. We stayed in a hotel in Flagstaff where everything was like complete normal. I mean, everybody's just... Standing in line to check in and walk in the halls and nobody's wearing a mask and the pool was open and kids are swimming and it's the hot tub and it's just this is like and the sort of thing that doesn't exist in the county I live in, certainly. Yeah. So just, you know, we want you to be up to date on it. Hospitalizations are actually on the rise in a lot of places. Um, God dang, I hope I didn't catch it in Arizona. That would suck. Sure with China would have admitted what was going on in November, December, January. Right. Would have been nice, China. We have a late-night joke-off coming up, talking about the Confederate flag being taken out of NASCAR. I'm sure that will be uh, tastefully done. (laughs) And more updates from the brand-new country of Antifa stand in the middle of Seattle. Armstrong and Getty.